This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Good afternoon, my conscious co-creators. Welcome to another edition of the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. I am very, very pleased that you are here with me today. Oh, we've got another wonderful show in store for you today. Of course, don't forget, we are live on the Facebook live stream. If anyone wants to catch the video, welcome, Zena good friend of mine watching the video already um you can just go to my uh go to the talking alternative page uh, on facebook facebook.com slash talking alternative um or go to my personal timeline uh, which is sam Lebowitz, spelled l-i-e-b-o-w-i-t-z in new york city and you should be able to find it just fine um, we've got a great show with a guest in studio today, which means that you don't have to watch me the whole time on the video. So don't worry about that. We'll switch it over. We've got a nice, wonderful guest in studio talking about a wonderful topic, very near and dear to my heart. But first, of course, we have our quotes of the day from the universe and from Abraham. Let's see what the universe and Abraham have in store for us today. First, from the universe. Would it be as much fun... If you never stopped laughing, if there were never any clouds, if you were never challenged, if you were never alone, if you never heard the whole truth when it hurt, if you always knew what would happen, what to do, and where to go, or would you be like, be me up, bro? Yep, the universe. Uh, we love our quotes from Mike Dooley in the universe. I think trying to remind us that, you know, uh, that life is full of everything, the sunny days and the cloudy days. It's full of, you know, joyful things and uh, painful things. And, you know, that the contrast, that that part of life that is maybe uncomfortable when we're going through it, that that's really essential and important. And, uh, you know, if everything was great and wonderful and beautiful and happy all the time, we probably would get bored after a while. So, you know, I think uh, the universe wants to remind us to appreciate those things that we don't normally appreciate. We To appreciate um, the difficulties, the struggles, because that's really where we grow anyway. And the clouds, the rain, the snowstorms, the hurricanes. And, you know, of course, well wishes out to all of our listeners in uh, southeastern United States. Uh, hopefully, uh, you know, the damage will be minimal and everybody will be safe. Uh, let's see what Abraham has in store for us today from Abraham. The best thing you could do for anyone that you love is be happy. And the very worst thing that you could do for anyone that you love is be unhappy. 
and then ask them to try to change it when there is nothing that anyone else can do that will make you happy. If it is your dominant intent to hold yourself in vibrational harmony with who you really are, you could never offer any action that would cause anybody else to be unhappy. Abraham. So a very interesting quote from Abraham, and believe it or not, even though it might sound contradictory, very, very much goes hand in hand uh, with uh, the first quote. So um, the first thing is about that the best thing you can do is to just be happy, which, as Abraham says many times, is our natural normal state, right? Like if, you know, we're all kind of like a cork and, you know, it's when we are in resistance to being happy, we're actively holding the cork underwater. But if we let go of resistance and we let go of that cork, it's going to naturally float to the surface and that's being happy. Now, what Abraham is saying here is that the worst thing we can do is actually, when we're not feeling so good, is to put it on somebody else like, hey, why don't you do this or that to make me happy, to make our happiness dependent upon other people. Uh, That never works. If it does, it never lasts that long. And we totally are missing the point when we do that. You see, because... Let's reverse the tables for a minute. Wow. Okay. I just, uh, before I continue, I just have to say thank you, Leigh, Alan, Lauren, for tuning in as well. Got lots of Facebook listeners. Yay. Um, If we reverse the tables and say, like, if other people put it on you, on us, to, to make them happy, right? Let's just think about it. We have all kinds of people in our life, right? We have our parents, our families, our friends, our coworkers, our bosses, our managers, our clients, you know, all kinds of people. And if we say it's our responsibility to make them happy, which is basically the flip side of us making our happiness dependent on someone else... You know, that means we have to make our parents happy. We have to make this person happy, that person happy, that person happy. And I can tell you right now, you cannot stand on your head in enough different directions to make everyone else in your life happy. Okay? I want you to really get this. That when we make it our responsibility to make everyone else in our life happy, we end up miserable and they end up miserable because there's no way that we can do exactly what they need us to do for them to be happy. You cannot contort yourself in enough different positions to make everyone else in your life happy. The same way, if you place your happiness on somebody else, and I don't care who that somebody else is. I don't care if they're your spouse, your children, your parents, your clients, your your politicians. I don't care who else it is. All right? They have so many people who are all looking to them to make them happy, they cannot contort themselves in enough different directions to make you happy. So happiness is never dependent upon another person, okay? It's just not. Happiness is a gift we give ourselves. It's a natural state of being, and it's only when we're focusing upon things that actively put us in a state of resistance to happiness that then we become unhappy. Now, you see, here's the thing. And going back to our first quote, our happiness is not dependent upon the weather. Our happiness is not dependent upon our circumstances. Our happiness is not dependent upon anything else in our lives other than our own alignment with who and what we truly are deep inside. 
We are spiritual, energetic beings of light that are naturally joyful, happy, and uplifted. And it's only when we're in an active state of resistance to that that we do not feel that way. And it does not matter the weather, the, the, the political situation, the economy. It does not matter how good our businesses are doing or not doing. It does not matter how good we're doing at our jobs or not doing. As a matter of fact, all those situations around us improve when we allow ourselves to be happy in the situation, regardless of the circumstances. So you know what that means. Because you guys, you know, if you're a regular listener of mine, you know I put it on us all the time. We have the power. We are not victims. So that means if you're working and, and at some company and that coworker in the cubicle next to you, it just absolutely drives you nuts. You can't stand them and you absolutely hate your job because of this one person. You're only doing a disservice to yourself. And when you start showing up and being happy and appreciate that person for some aspect, I can't tell you what it is because I don't know all your situations. But when you start showing up in that situation in a more joyful, in a more aligned in a more connected way they will shift because you are showing up differently you know i used to i tell the story all the time i used to have a co-worker who used to drive me nuts because my name is sam and every morning i'd come in he'd be sam 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 i am i do not like green eggs and ham and he totally ruined that little dr seuss story for me and i was ready to take an uzi and shoot him just about every day until I realized, you know what? It's not about him. It's about me. And when I learned to appreciate him and he was just trying to be cute and funny and put a smile on my face, that then all of a sudden he wasn't quite so annoying and I wasn't going to take a two by four and smack him upside the head. And once I shifted and I changed, you know what? He stopped saying that every day. We started having conversations. It's amazing how when we shift internally, how things around us change. Now, we don't necessarily make that internal shift in order to make the external change. We do it because it's what's right for us. It's who we really are. It's what we really are deep inside. So two wonderful, wonderful quotes from the universe and from Abraham all about being in vibrational harmony with who and what we truly are. I hope you enjoyed them. Of course, we will have more quotes for you next week. And welcome to the show, Mark. Wow, even more listeners on the Facebook live stream today. Great. It is now my pleasure to switch the camera off of me <laughs> and put it on my wonderful, wonderful guest, Margaret Marshall. Let me just adjust just a second. And Margaret is the creator of the Five Finger Food Guide. Her first book, Body, Mind, and Mouth, was followed by her most recent release in her new book, Healthy Living Means Living Healthy. Healthily. Uh, she is an international speaker and presents wellness programs at corporate functions, higher learning institutions, women's organizations, medical facilities, and even cruise ships. Ooh, you must like that, I right? do, I oh, do. I, I like it all. <laughs> yeah. She's a front-page blogger for the Huffington Post. Her articles have been posted on Forbes.com and in women's magazines, news outlets, government publications, nationally and internationally. She's appeared on local television station, radio programs, and now on the Conscious Consultant Hour. Margaret, welcome to 
to the Conscious Consultant Hour. Hi, Sam. So thrilled to be here with you. Yeah, it's wonderful to have you in studio. I love it because now I don't have to have the camera on me the oh, whole time. Oh, how funny. <laughs> <laughs> so um, you're into kind of health a little bit, I guess. I'm into health a lot. A lot. I even. really believe that we need to take care of our our own health. I love what you just said about happiness. Everything you just said about happiness, how it has to come from within, Mm -hmm. is the truth with your health as well. So Ah, I just really so appreciate what you just said. You know, I say this all the time, just about every show, Rob, our engineer, can attest to this. You know, these quotes I get in my inbox this morning, these are today's quotes. I did not plan these out. I did not cherry pick them. And they are always so apropos for my guest and for the topic for that day. It is just amazing how the universe lines up every time. I felt it inside me when you were saying that because that's so what I believe. Happiness, health, self-care, you know. Oh, self-care, big one, big one. Um, So uh, uh, just before we go to break, I'm curious... Um, how did you decide to have this focus on health? I mean, were you like uh, a, a pre-med student in college, you know, when you were a little girl? Were you like Lucy, the doctor is in and charge The doctor charge is in with Lucy on the peanuts? Yeah, the peanuts and you know, charge people five cents to come and talk to you? Yeah, really, quite the opposite. Quite the opposite. I was an overweight child, and when I was a child, my nickname was, by all the boys in the neighborhood, Margaret, Margaret, the big fat target. Ooh. And then as I went through my adolescence... I knew nothing about eating disorders and I never oh. I never purged but I certainly binged and starved to try oh. and keep what a what a uh, what society thinks is a right. healthy weight right. and it's funny when I look back at the time I thought I was so heavy when I look back at pictures of myself as a teenager I think I wasn't that heavy as a teenager, <laughs> but yet I went, uh, you know, I would binge and I would starve yeah. or I'd eat just yogurt for days or um, what was the oh other God. one? Grapefruit. Eat grapefruit, grapefruit for days. Oh um, and then I had my children, got married and had my children in my 20s. Mm-hmm. And uh, by the time I was 30, I was a size 16. Wow. And I said to myself, and my eating was out of control. My self-confidence was dragging on the floor. Mm-hmm. And I said to myself, okay, at 30... Where will I be at 50 Mm. if I don't take control of this? And that's when I did. I went from a size 16 to a size 30. I turned 60 years old this summer and I've been in a size. Did I say size 16 to a size 10? (laughs) And I turned 60 years years old this summer and I have been in a size 10 for all 30 years. Wow, that's great. That's great. And I can't believe you're 60 years old. I mean, you look wonderful. You look fantastic. Oh, I've lived every day of those 60 years and I I appreciate it. (laughs) Yeah, that's great. That's great. Okay, so um, so it's all kind of came through your own personal struggle, which sometimes is the best teacher right going back to sort of the quote it's like we sometimes have to learn to appreciate these difficulties these trials these tribulations we have because that's what makes us who we truly are right and often i tell my clients from pain comes power Mm, from pain comes power that's a good title for a book okay we're going to take our first break welcome jesse to the facebook live stream wow we're getting like tons of people today on the facebook live stream i love it um we're going to take a quick break when we come back let's talk about you know what does it mean to live living healthy okay okay so everybody please stay tuned you're listening to the conscious consultant hour awakening humanity and we'll be right back You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network.
Hello, I'm JC. I'm Joan. And, and welcome, welcome to, to 21st, 21st Century Entrepreneur. Entrepreneur. We bring education, insight, knowledge, awareness, trouble, craziness, and fun for you, the entrepreneur who's looking to build your business and your community. Listen every Friday from noon to 1 Eastern on talkradio.nyc. And you can tweet us at 21st CE Radio or Talk Alternative. Talking Alternative Radio, 24 hours a day. Welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. We're talking this hour with healthy living expert Margaret Marshall. So, Margaret, you, you shared in the last segment how you had your own struggles with weight and eating and, and how that really brought you to a point where you said, you know what, I, I can't go on this way. I have to do it. You know, I have to take charge of my life and do it. When did you start to say, hey, you know what, now that I've done this for myself, I can actually help other people with this? You know, it's, it's funny. I, um, I don't use the word had. Uh-huh, I okay. use the word have. Ah. Because the minute you think you're cured is the minute you're putting weight back on. Oh, so it's an you know okay. every day I, I just did a book signing the other night and uh, for my book Healthy Living, and I just said I asked the audience three questions and I said these are the three questions I ask myself daily mm. from one to ten ten being the best how healthy was my eating today mm. from one to ten ten being the best where were my habits and patterns how healthy were they mm. and the third question is. What can I improve on? And so I I feel like I am like everybody else, regardless of our Mm -hmm. weight, our Mm -hmm. age, where we are in our life. It's it's a daily thing. The more you do it, the more you practice it, the less effort it is for sure. Mm. Uh, But you got to start somewhere. Right. You got to start somewhere. So I don't think I asked your original question. I think your original question was what made me get into it. Um, now, when did you start to help others with it? I was my early in my career. I was a speaker and trainer for Weight Watchers for 17 years. Ah, so okay. I got a lot of training from them. And, um, you know, I take courses and I do research and, and things like that all through those years. And what I realized was it's a great program and it's a great start. Right. But when you work for them, you have to live with and 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 teach within their box and there was just so much mm. that was not being taught or said and right. and so about 12 years ago I, I resigned and went out on my own oh congratulations coaching and, and speaking on my own fantastic fantastic what were you doing before then uh, before then yeah I mean just just for making a living were you just uh, so uh, different uh, so yeah. different I was in the accounting department at Chemical Bank a Chemical Bank yes I worked for Chemical did Bank did you that's yes. where I met my husband in fact he was with Chemical oh, Bank that's so funny that was my first job 
I would say out of high school, out of college, but I was actually still in college when I started to work for them. I, my first job, well, I worked in the in the computer lab in my in my college. I was real my real first job, but my first job working outside of the university, I was a bank. I started as a bank teller at a chemical bank branch up near the George Washington Bridge. How do you like that? And then when I graduated, I I job posted. I transferred within the bank to a corporate cash management department. Isn't that something? Wow, that's look so what funny. we have in common. Yeah, it's amazing. Amazing! It's amazing, and nowadays, no one even knows. Nobody who, knows chemical, chemical bank. bank anymore. Yes. Um, cool, cool. So, well, I guess so. So, before you kind of struck out on your own, you were already doing the Weight Watcher yes. stuff. You had already started helping people. So, yes. I take it like you're probably one of those people who probably most of your life you always were there to help other people. Maybe you're listening to them. You know, you're kind of you know, that kind of friend that was always there. For, Sam, for it's so friend. funny because pe- people, my friends will say to me all the time, why does everyone tell you their problems? Uh, I could be in a restaurant and the waitress all of a sudden starts telling me all their problems. <laughs> and I'll be with friends and they'll say, well, you know, you have this this air about you that people yeah. just want to unload on you. <laughs> so I always thought everybody was like that yeah. until I started hearing. I always tell my clients, pay attention to unsolicited comments. Mm. They they paint a great picture. So when I started hearing outsiders saying to me, I notice all the time people just tell you their problems. Mm-hmm. I just thought everybody yeah. did that. I'll tell you why. I learned this recently because I'm like that too. It, because people feel safe around you. Oh, interesting. Yeah, because once, because lots of times people don't feel safe around other people, so then they can't open up. They don't feel safe to open up. But when they meet somebody that they just get that feeling, they have that energy, and they feel safe around, then it's like, finally, it's like, oh, and they can let just unload. They can wow. just let it out. Wow, interesting. Thank you for saying that. Yeah, yeah, because people around that with me, and, and, and that's what I've learned through that in talking to people. It's because people feel safe around me, so I get that same kind of stuff. Um, okay, so in your books, you kind of t- uh, break down things into kind of different categories. And, and, and so you talk about how to live, right? Because I always like to say, you know, dieting doesn't really work. Mm-hmm. If you just look at the first right. three letters of the word diet, you'll know why. <laughs> right. Because he wants to die. And, and it's also, it's, it's really more about a lifestyle. And, and, I, and I, like, I see people all the time doing these these diets that are so extreme that they're not sustainable and i always think it's like what's going to happen once you're not taking that kind of diet and how long can you really sustain that you know there's so many things you said in there sam that are just so interesting to me um i believe that you can't do you can't do anything in your life that you cannot continue doing it can't be something that you're doing it has to be who you are and so it has to be a good fit with your life Mm. i titled my latest book healthy living means living healthy because i just wanted you to flip it it's all about living healthy. Right. And it's all about finding what you're willing to do, mm-hmm. doing it, and then what you're willing to do will change. Mm. And I have a new definition for diet. I agree with you. Diet has a uh, really bad connotation in the yeah. English language or in uh-huh. Americans. And I have a new definition in, of diet in my book, D-I-E-T, mm-hmm. decide, and I put a little how, H-O-W in there, mm-hmm. decide how I'll I E eat and mm-hmm. tea today. Mm. Diet means decide how I'll eat today. 
Ah, and okay. so you, there's always a choice to make, right? And every choice has a benefit or a consequence, right. and you have to be willing to accept whatever you're getting right. from your choice. Right, right, right. And and you know it's interesting because that leads kind of into the next topic, which is how to think and sort of how we make our decisions. Lots of times is dependent upon what are we focusing on in the moment and how we really feel about ourselves because. You know, if we're focusing upon, you know, something in our lives that's a challenge that doesn't make us feel that good, then we're going to look for comfort in other things. Whereas if we shift our focus to maybe something positive in our life or something that's really working, then we feel better about ourselves. When we feel better about ourselves, we take better care of ourselves, don't we? Absolutely. And I th- and I think where I see that very often people are not even in touch with what they're thinking. Mm. Their thoughts are just rolling around in their head and directing them on the wrong course. Mm. And if they can get in touch with what they're thinking, it's funny, yes, I speak in many corporations and I was in a corporation mm. yesterday and I was doing this topic, clean living, and part of it was talking about how you think. And one of the ladies in the audience said, when you're faith-based, you know what you're thinking. Hmm. And that was the first time someone had said that to me, you know, Ah. and it's true. Pay attention to your thoughts. If they're negative, Mm -hmm. you have to stop them. Mm -hmm. And if they're positive, you know, that gives you go back to what you were saying before, a happier life. And a smiling person has an easier time of taking care of themselves. Yes, yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And the thing is, it's like if you're not happy Right. You need to look at what are you focusing on that you don't feel happy. Right. And it's normally not the only thing going on in your life. Right. It's not the only aspect of ourselves. And it just right. We tend to fall into sort of this natural habit of f- focusing on the stuff that's, quote unquote, negative or doesn't make us feel so good. But that's only a one piece of the overall puzzle, and there's a lot more to it. And we learn to appreciate the whole tapestry. Then it, it we don't have to stay stuck there, do we? I love that you say that, Sam. The whole tapestry, uh-huh. because when we do focus on it, we only see one little thing. Right, one thread. Right, and um, you know, I always say to people, find the positive in your stress as well. There's positive in stress. And, you know, talking about corporations and things, many people complain about their jobs. Well, the positive right. is in this day and age, that you, you have, have a, a job. job. <laughs> <laughs> Not only you have a job. It's paying your bills. It's feeding your family. But if you're in the United States, you're already like just immediately better off than 90% of the rest of the world. Well, sure. <laughs> you yeah. know, it's, it, it's one of the interesting things and why... I love talking to people who travel and like to travel because when you go to other countries and you see other places, especially if you're willing to travel to places that are poorer than the United States and and aren't as well off, you learn to appreciate much more what we have here and that no matter how difficult or challenging you might feel things are here when you go to another place where you see the contrast and the contrast is so wide you really learn to appreciate more of what you have you know that's so true because i was watching before i left to come here today on the news the hurricane hitting Mm, the bahamas yeah anybody who's been to the bahamas or even uh haiti and you see the way the people live there how, how can they possibly yeah. Be safe in this hurricane because of the way they live. Right, right. You know, yeah. here we're worried about our family members in, in the south of the United States, but they're in 
nice houses or buildings right, right. or things you know, that they're like, not in tent huts right they're not in shacks and shanty towns and yeah you know and things yeah that so you're absolutely right you know we we focus on one little thing of our stress and that becomes monumental when we're not looking at the whole tapestry i'm going to use that yeah. from here on in we're <laughs> oh, not looking free. at the whole tapestry and just we're give not me a little footnote as i will by you Sam said Lewis. it <laughs> <laughs> no worries no worries yeah and and it really i i think what you said before about how you know when you're happier and when you feel better you take better care of yourself and like that's such an important thing and and when we come back from the break i want to talk a little bit about you know kind of building that self-esteem and how sometimes right taking care of yourself is the very thing that helps you to feel better about yourself okay all right sounds good all right and i just want to remind uh, people watching on the facebook live stream that if you want to ask a question just type a comment in right on the video on facebook and i'll see the question and i'll ask um uh, margaret or if you want to call in feel free as always to call in on our call-in number which is 877-480-4120 you're listening to the conscious consultant hour awakening humanity my guest is Margaret Marshall, and we'll be right back. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Hi, this is Rob Kay. And I'm Callie Alpert. And we're hosts of The Rob and Callie Show. Are you looking for a show that talks about real stuff like life, love, the pursuit of being yourself? Then you have come to the right place because we cover topics ranging from chivalry to gratitude to your relationship with money and everything in between. So listen to us on The Rob and Callie Show Tuesdays, 8 to 9 o'clock Eastern Standard Time on talkradio.myc. Talking Alternative Radio, 24 hours a day. Welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. We do this show every Thursday, 12 noon to 1 p.m. Eastern Time. So anytime you come to TalkingAlternative.com, TalkRadio.nyc, or my Facebook live stream, you should be hearing a new show. Um, So today we're talking with Margaret Marshall, who is a healthy living expert. And Margaret, there's something you said uh, last uh, segment, uh, one of my favorite, favorite terms over the last couple of years self-care and you know the thing that is so funny is before like two years ago two and a half years ago I never even heard the term and then since then I hear it all the time is that right yeah Hmm. and it's such an important aspect of life and I'm so grateful that people are really discussing it and it's more part of the common conversation now isn't it yes uh, we are discussing it i think we need to embrace it yeah i think too many people are afraid that it's selfish and they weren't brought mm, up to right. care about themselves and i do a lot of programs on self-care oh, wonderful. and um i have to tell you that was one of the first stepping stones to changing 
to my transformation mm. was realizing that even though I was a mother and a wife and a daughter and an aunt yeah. and a sister and a friend, yeah. I couldn't be all of that that I wanted to be mm. unless I took care of myself first. Yeah. But I do believe that we hear that all the time from all the experts. You have to be number one. You have, right. you know, I don't believe that. I don't yeah. believe we're hardwired to be number one. Yeah. I do believe that what we can do is make ourselves as important as anybody else. Right. I think it's, uh, and personally, I think it's harder for women than it is for men. I was just going to say. Because women are like, as mothers, you know, and and they're just, women are designed to be more giving, more nurturing. Men can be a little bit more ego-centered. Men can be a little more... I think it's more accepted by society, maybe yeah. for a man. But but you think of it, you know, men dedicate their lives to taking care of their families. Yeah, absolutely, there's no two ways about absolutely. that. I mean, a good man does. Yes, <laughs> so, yes. <laughs> so you know, there's no two ways about that. Absolutely. But I do agree with you. I think with women, uh, we hear from all the experts. We have to put ourselves first. So we do that for ten minutes, mm. and we can't keep it there. And you're right back at the end of the line again. Yeah, so I would yeah. say to all the women, make yourself as important yeah, as those right. you love right and then you can stay there right and and uh, you know you mentioned that word selfish and when i hear this term it i like go ballistic because i really feel that term selfish was something designed by society to get people to do what get other people to do what you want them to do as opposed to what's best for them right and so uh, if you're feeling like you're doing something selfish congratulations that means you're on the right track okay (laughs) Um, so when you said you, you kind of realized that, that, you know, you needed to be as important as, as anybody else in your life, was there something specific? Was there an incident? Was there an aha moment? Or was it just a gradual realization? It that was gradual. It was all a transformation. It was all yeah. I said, Margaret, you're not going to live your adult life in an overweight body. Mm. You're just not going to do it. Yeah. So what do we have to change? Again, there's that question again. Yeah. What has to improve? Nice. And one of the first things that had to improve was my self-esteem. Mm. My self-esteem was dragging on the floor. Yeah. And not because, as you said before, happiness. My husband loved me. He'd love mm-hmm. me in any way. You know, I don't have a yeah. doubt in my mind. Yeah. We would have had a very different life uh-huh. if I continued to gain weight. We wouldn't yeah. have been able to do all the things that we do. Yeah. But it wasn't from him. It was from me. And when I realized I was a young mother, I had two small children. Um, I was a stay-at-home mom at that time. Mm-hmm. I didn't shower do my hair or put, you know get dressed put jewelry on until about two or three o'clock in the afternoon uh, so one of the so i felt sloppy yeah, so one uh, of the things i learned very early on is when you feel sloppy you eat sloppy oh interesting so i that was my first thing you're going to get up every morning before the kids are up mm-hmm. this is before they were even school age they're Ooh. in the 30s now but uh. before they were even school age take a shower do your hair put your makeup on put shoes on not sneakers okay and it changed what how i thought about myself it changed how i got back out into life Mm -hmm. and it had nothing to do with weight Mm. although eventually it did i'm sure it did yeah yeah great great how long once you started doing that did it take you to notice the change in yourself 
Changes can be noticed right away. Okay. Every change leads to another change. Right. So I think every time you make a change, you have to acknowledge it. You have to kind of pat ah, yourself on the back. Celebrate it. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Otherwise, it doesn't lead to the next change. Right. Yeah. You got to reward the ego, right? right? Because if you keep working hard and you don't reward the ego, it's going to rebel back, isn't it? Right. And really, my book, Healthy Living Means Living Healthy, is all about taking the scale out of the picture. Ah. Too many people put their focus focus on the scale and then that's why they yo-yo up and down with their weight for years take the scale out of the picture and put the focus on you right i I actually have a coaching client i'm working with and i said to her that exact same thing it's like she's she's on the scale she's been doing all the right things working out and stuff and she said and the scale went up not down and i go of course it did because if you're working out and you're exercising and you're doing all the good stuff you're building muscle which is heavier than fat Mm -hmm. i said get rid of the scale stop looking at the number and pay attention to things like your pants size or your dress size Mm -hmm. because as you exercise and as you do more of the right things that's going to start to go down but you may actually put on weight so looking at that number Mm -hmm. yeah temporarily Mm -hmm. but so but looking at that number can be very Mm self-defeating And then they start eating, overeating again. Yeah. Uh, I I was thinking, I don't take any medications. So you, are you talking for someone who takes no medications? Oh, congratulations. But when I go to a, for a doctor's appointment, I read the statistic that people are afraid to go for their physicals because they don't want to get on the scale in the doctor's office. Oh, so we don't want that to happen. We yeah. don't want anyone not to go for their yearly physicals or their age-required physicals because they don't want to get on a scale. Now, if you're taking medications, the doctors have to wear you because, you know, dosage on medications. I don't. So when I go for my physicals and I don't even get on the scale there. Oh, really? I say, this is where I like to keep it. (laughs) This is where where I, you know, I work at. I haven't weighed myself in a very long time. I know how my clothes fit. I know how active I am. I also know that years ago, the scale just wreaked havoc on my mind. Right. Exactly. Exactly. It's like you're focusing on this number and then that number became what allowed you to feel good about yourself or not feel good about yourself. And like... How can you let a number dictate how you feel about yourself? That's absolutely the wrong focus to have. When it's really only a measurement of gravity. Right. (laughs) I like that. Oh, it's just a measurement of gravity. It's a measurement of gravity. How much gravity does it take to keep me on the ground? Ah, very good. Very good. And, you know, it's so funny you mentioned about, you know, not being on medications, which is wonderful. You know, my wife and I, when we go for a physical and like, you know, we changed insurance plans, we got new doctors. It's like the nurses don't believe that neither of us are taking any medications. And like, really? No, no, no. Are you taking anything? No, anything at all. It's like, no, we're not taking anything. And it's like, they're so surprised because they're so used to Mm -hmm. everybody being on some kind of medication Medication. and i'm just like no that's not the way we're supposed to be that should be a minority of the population not a majority right food is your medication if if you're doing it correctly right and also we're not taking medication i'm speaking for myself and i'm sure for you and your wife too because we refuse we're just not taking medication because it's not needed right. because of the way we live our life. Right, right, exactly. There are other ways of doing it. And, you know, according to Chinese medicine, you know, in the, in the Eastern cultures, you know, food is medicine. Food. It's like there's something wrong. Well, you eat this food or that food. Mm-hmm. And it's like you design your diet around whatever you're dealing with at the time. 
Um, uh, now, one of the, and we're kind of going into that season now, one of the hardest times for people is the holiday season, right? Because you're going to parties, seasonal parties, you're eating lots, it's the fall harvest. I mean, this is just naturally the time when we begin to eat a little bit more. And it's not unusual, to actually, to put on weight around this time of year, is it? Uh, the national average weight gain mm-hmm. between Halloween and New Year's Day mm-hmm. is 13 pounds. 13 pounds? Yes, wow. yes. Now, you'll hear anywhere from 10 to 15, so I always say 13 because right, it's right, right in the middle. Okay. Um, so, you know, it's out now. The candy is in the store already. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing. We have 365 days to take yeah, care of ourselves yeah. or we have 365 days to make an excuse. Mm-hmm. So this time of year, right. many people go the excuse route right 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 and i mean it, it and it's also you know if you're living in the north where there are different seasons and it's getting mm-hmm. colder the body will naturally want to put on weight to mm-hmm. add a little bit of insulation because it's colder outside so a little bit of a weight gain during winter time is not a big deal and you shouldn't get all upset over right, it right right but you know it it's you know in moderation and and then that should come off a little bit when the weather warms up um, yeah, just know why you're putting the weight on. Right. You know? Right. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> Don't say it's winter. I'm going to eat candy every no, day. No, 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 no. This know is why not, you're putting the weight it, on. It's not that it should be an excuse right. to allow you to say, okay, now I can just eat whatever I want. No, it's like if you're eating healthily and like you're eating as healthy as you were in the summertime, but you put on a pound or two. It could be normal. It could be normal. Mm-hmm. You know, somebody said something to me the other day. I, I, I went into a bakery and I got a gluten-free cookie because now I'm, I've been off, not 100%, but mostly off of gluten for like the last three, four weeks. And I've actually been noticed the change in my body. I mean, the, 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 the weight is definitely dropping. without, And I haven't stepped on a scale, so I don't know how much of... How much? But she said to me, oh, well, you know what they say? It should be 90-10. I go, what do you mean 90-10? She goes, well, you know, you should eat 90% of what you're supposed to eat and like 10% you can splurge. And I thought, okay, that's an interesting thing. I'm wondering what your take on that is. Well, like you mentioned before, I'm the creator of the Five Finger Food Guide. Ah. And the Five Finger Food Guide, it, it listens to the messages. You can download it or it's honestly in my new book. Okay. Uh, it listens, helps you to listen to the messages of your body. Okay. And you use the five fingers on the hand that feeds you to teach you how to eat because each finger will represent a food group. Ah, okay. So, so for example, your longest finger, which is your middle finger, is your fruit and vegetable fruit, food group. Right. So that means every day you need to eat more fruits and vegetables than any other item. And each right. finger represents a different one. Okay. But your thumb, when you put your hand together, uh-huh. is the shortest Ah. And that's your specials. Ah, and specials okay. are foods that have no nutritional value, uh-huh. but yet you enjoy them like you're right. a gluten-free cookie. Right. So you can look at the My Five Finger Food Guide. Like I said, you can either download it or it's in the new book. Mm-hmm. And you can f- see what each finger represents, mm-hmm. the different sizes represent ah. how you put your food together. Okay. And oh, cool. your four fingers are your staples. Mm-hmm. Those are the foods you need to eat each day. And then your thumb is your specials. And we couldn't function too well without our thumb thumb. on our Ah, hand. Same is true with our specials. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, that's the thing, and that's one of the reasons, like, how it's like, you know, again, still feeling good about yourself. 
everybody has their version of comfort food. Everybody has something that, you know, is a treat, is, is some little thing. It's just, you know, you have one, not the whole box, or you have that once in a while, or, you know, the, the smallest bit, but, you know, not all the time. Right, right. And I, you don't have to beat yourself up for it. I always say you can eat anything. You just don't want to eat everything. Everything. <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah. Um, and and the I'm curious, the five finger food guy, just real quickly, what are the other four? Uh, uh, three fingers? Fruits and vegetables is your longest, your mm-hmm. next longest, and that's different for everybody, but your next longest is protein. Okay. And then it's carbohydrates. Mm-hmm. And then your pinky is your fats, your healthy fats. Okay. And then your specials are your thumb. And, and it shows you, if you look at, put your hand together, it shows you how your, your food should be balanced. If your specials are in your fruit and vegetable finger, <laughs> you are way out of balance. Right, right, right. You know, somebody once told me, and we, we have a, a naturopathic doctor here who, who does nutritional counseling and stuff, and she always says, like, the first thing she does is have people keep a journal of just what they're eating. Like, you know, don't change anything, just just keep track of it. And that sometimes just keeping track of it mm-hmm. so that you can measure, well, where are my five fingers or my different food groups, just doing that changes people's diet right away because they're like now they're paying attention and they're actually measuring it that's like oh my god how much of this i'm eating how much of that right because so often we don't even track it we don't pay attention to it and then we don't realize we're actually you know our our special treats is a bigger part of our diet than we thought it was it's all about awareness yeah Mm -hmm. exactly when we bring awareness and focus to something then we can actually modify it and change it for the better all right great great all right believe it or not it's time for our last commercial break of the show so when we come back i would like to talk a little bit about something you mentioned early early in the show emotional eating okay because that's something i think a lot of people don't even realize that they're dealing with that right. they have to deal with so great you're listening to the conscious consultant hour awakening humanity of course if you want to call in and ask a question 877-480-4120 we'll be back after these messages you're listening to the talking alternative network Are you into comics, movies, and pop culture at large? What about music and TV? Then you're in for a treat. This is Michael Dolce, your host on TalkingAlternative.com. I've been professionally writing comic books, screenplays, and music articles for almost 15 years. Catch my show, Secrets of the Sire, at its new primetime slot, Wednesdays, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, and get the inside scoop on the pop culture universe you love to talk about. For more info, go to SecretsOfTheSire.com. Welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour Awakening Humanity. We've been speaking this hour with Margaret Marshall, author of Healthy Living Means Living Healthy. Healthily. Oh, okay, healthy. Um, uh, so, Margaret, uh, I want to talk about in this last segment something that I think 
many, many, many people have to deal with and they may not even realize it, which is emotional eating, mm. right? I mean, that tends to really be the thing that, that people have the hardest time with because you're emotionally stressed. You, you're dealing with things. You're not quite sure how to, what to do and like, you know, what we eat, just, just, you know, paying attention to what we eat and being healthy goes right out the window. Right, right. It does. I have a whole section of that about healthy eating in the in my book too. Healthy eating. Well, I'm going to say two things about it. Number one, we don't eat for every emotion, but if mm-hmm. we believe that we're a healthy eater, we will. An emotional eater, we will. Uh. So we have to pinpoint the emotions that we do tend to turn to food for. Uh, so I like to okay. ask people to visualize a big umbrella. Mm-hmm. And under that umbrella are all these emotions hanging. Mm-hmm. And get in touch with which emotions you eat for. So I'm going to use myself as an example. After doing all this work on myself all these years, I know to this day I eat when I'm angry. Ah, so okay. when I get angry my first instinct is to go for food Mm. but i have to stop myself and i have to say okay margaret what is it you're angry at Mm. and how can you deal with that Mm -hmm. and once i ask myself that food is out of the picture Ah. but yet i know when i'm worried Mm. food is not it's not even Ah, doesn't even enter my mind because it's not one of the emotions i eat for Mm -hmm. so the first thing I would ask people to do is stop believing that they're an emotional eater. Mm-hmm. Get in touch with the emotions that they do turn to food for. And it could be more than one. Right. You know. Right. Mm-hmm. And then figure out a non-food way to deal with that feeling or emotion. You're going to the food to anesthetize oh, okay. something or avoid something. Right. Or sometimes not feel. Or not feel. Right. Yeah. And another thing I ask people to do, this is the second. If you if you tend to go for something creamy or you know soft like ice cream or pudding, you're -hmm. looking to be loved you're looking to be soothed you're looking to be calmed if you go for something that you want to chew like chips or something that's hard and you want to chew and it's salty yeah something like that you're looking to get energy out you're harboring energy so you're looking to get energy out so that could be anger or frustration or stress you know something like that so Mm -hmm. pay attention what about something like cakes well, that would be soft. soft. That would okay. be soft and chewy. That would be, you know, I just want, I just want to calm myself down. I just mm. want to hug myself with cake, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and it never no. works. No. Because as soon as the cake is gone, because you're not going for a piece usually. Right. As soon as the cake is gone, you f- still feel like that. Right. right. So you have to stop yourself first. Say, what emotion am I eating because of? How else can I deal with this emotion? Mm-hmm. You know, that's not really the time to eat. Eating right. is eating is really good and it's really healthy and it is enjoyable. But right. that's not the time to eat. Right, 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 right. Yeah, so it's like pay attention to sort of your state or your emotional state of where you're at. And, you know, if, if something's coming up, there's a reason for it. Don't stuff your emotions down your mouth. Let, let's be present to them. See what there is to learn from it and wait until, you know, it's not bothering you as much. And then it's time for a meal. Right. And, you know, that's the only way I, I think you're going to get to the other side of that emotion mm-hmm. and be able to move on. Right. If you keep turning to food, that emotion 
hangs. Right. Absolutely, absolutely. So your new book, Healthy Living, uh, when did it come out? Is that uh, Healthy Living means Living Healthy, Healthy came out this year, just a few months ago in May. Oh, ah, okay. Yeah. All right. And what's your hope for that book? Who did you write that for? I wrote that for the person who is tired of listening to all of the media, mm. tired of going to all the different weight loss programs, tired of... Um, of doing all the gimmicks and you know the weight loss industry is a 60 billion dollar industry and if i ask people how much have you spent on weight loss products Mm -hmm. you've spent 60 billion dollars right you know your portion of it so this is for the person who says i can do this i need to tap into my own strengths Mm -hmm. because what i ask people is you know what accomplishments do you have in your life Mm -hmm. and when i'm doing a, a seminar or a program it's amazing. The accomplishments that people have in their life are mm-hmm. amazing. And right. then I say to them, well, what did it take for you to achieve this? Mm-hmm. And so once you realize the strengths that you already have, mm-hmm. you can embrace them mm-hmm. and put them into this world. And mm-hmm. you can take care of yourself. And if you don't know what your strengths are, ask your loved ones. They ah. know. Oh, that's a good one. They know. That's a good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Excellent. 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 And uh, you seem to like not just work with people individually, but you actually like to work with groups a lot, it seems. I do work with groups. I I coach individually throughout the country. I do it online. Uh, I work with groups. I speak a lot. I go into many corporations Ah. and I do programs in corporations or at conventions. I mentioned before cruise ships. Yeah. Yeah. I've done done that a few times a year. I try and do that. And um, it's just very exciting to meet new people. And you can see in their eyes. When they get it. Mm, yeah, 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 yeah. Do you find that people today are more open to the kind of message you have around health and eating compared to, say, 20 years ago? I think people are starving for it. Oh, really? I think people are starving for it. Because you put on the television or open any magazine. I mean, you look at a woman's magazine. And on the front cover, there's a sign, bake this cake for your family and lose 20 pounds this week. (laughs) You know? (laughs) So we're getting so many different messages. I did, like, as I said, I did a book signing the other night and I had a great crowd there. It was was a lot of fun. And at the end of the... um, the night, I only did a 20-minute presentation. At the end of the night, one of the ladies came up to me and said, I always leave these kind of things feeling bad about myself. Mm. This is the first time I feel good about myself. Mm. I, you know, because I had everybody tap into themselves. Yeah. And what do I already own what's already in me that i've exhibited in my life that i can now put into this and sometimes you need help right you know to get people to bring that out in you no doubt but you don't need gimmicks right and you don't need to count anything right 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 absolutely wonderful wonderful so for the person listening who let's say um they've had weight issues in most of their life and, and maybe they don't feel they've eaten as well and 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 they they just want to start to make some change. What are the first baby steps that you usually recommend for somebody? First, I believe you have you have to believe you're worth it. Ah, okay. You have to believe I'm worth this. Um, I, I, it's me. I have this one life. Why not make this life as healthy as I can? Mm-hmm. And when others tell you or you think that a, you're going to be deprived of a certain food product, mm-hmm. you have to really turn that around and say, that food product has been depriving me mm-hmm. for too many years. 
Right. That cake that I eat every day for lunch mm-hmm. is depriving me of my health, my yeah. well-being, my relationships, my level of success. Mm-hmm. And that list can go on. Yeah, so yeah. you have to be worth it and you have to know what is right for you mm-hmm. and leave out you know, what other people think is right for them. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Wonderful. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Margaret. This has been a wonderful show. Thank you for coming and taking the time to come in from the island and being here in studio. It was my pleasure. Uh, wonderful. So if people want to find out more about you um, and find out about your books, where can, where can they get more information about They can you? go to my website, Margaret, uh, um, Margaret Marshall Associates. Uh, dot com they can friend me on facebook i'm on twitter as marshall m01 and um if anybody's on linkedin i'm on there too on facebook i'm margaret thompson marshall okay or margaret marshall margaret marshall the healthy living expert ah okay okay and where can they get your book healthy living means living healthy you can get my healthy living means living healthy or my first book body mind and mouth Mm -hmm. anywhere books are sold if they don't have it there they can order it or you can order it on amazon or um, barnes and noble or anywhere you can order books wonderful wonderful and your five finger food guide my five finger food guide is an ebook form only so you can Ah. only download that but People love, tell me that they love having that downloaded on their devices. Mm-hmm. It's also included in my new book, Healthy Living Means okay. Living Healthy. Wonderful, wonderful. Well, thank you so much, Margaret. It's thank been a pleasure you, Sam. Having you here. And so I also want to let everyone know, um, I do have a couple of announcements. Oops. Uh, before we sign off, um, a couple of events I have coming up to let you guys know about. Um, this week on October 7th, I am doing a group healing, energy clearing, and chakra balancing event here at Double Diamond Wellness. It's Friday, October 7th from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. Um, uh, it's $35 if you pre-register or $40 at the door. Um, and you can find out all about it either at my meetup group, uh, which is, uh, I've posted this on both the New Earth Society, I think I posted on both the New Earth Society on meetup as well as the Conscious Business Collection. Um, or you can just go to our Eventbrite page, which is clearenergy1007.eventbrite.com, and you can get all the details there. And it's the return of our most popular spoon bending workshop, Manifesting Magic, Bending Spoons and the Reality of Your Life. And this is for people who feel stuck, who want to move forward, or just plain want to be more empowered. And we go through how um, your physical experience and proof that external reality is not really as solid as it seems, and that you can change your life as surely as you will bend a spoon if you come to this workshop. And it works workshop is going to be on Monday, October 17th, right here at the Double Diamond Wellness Center from 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. It's uh, normally I actually charge $95 for a ticket. I'm doing a special for the for this month. It's $75 for an individual ticket or if you have a couple of two people coming together, you can get two people for $100. It's a $25 discount on each ticket. And again, you can uh, go to uh, meetup.com and go to Conscious Business collective or our eventbrite page is spoonbending1017.eventbrite.com 
Also, I had such a uh, wonderful response to the kickoff meeting for the Conscious Business Collective. Uh, this month, our meeting is going to be on October 20th, and we're talking about um, how to recognize and clear your unconscious beliefs and blocks around money and success. And you can find out, and that will be October 20th at 6.45 p.m. And that, definitely go to our meetup group, uh, meetup.com slash conscious biz biz dash collective or just go to meetup.com and just search for conscious business collective thank you all for listening on the facebook live stream and on the on talking alternative.com and talk radio.nyc and we will talk to you next week You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Hello, I'm JC. I'm Joan. And And welcome welcome to 21st Century Entrepreneur. We bring education, insight, knowledge, awareness, trouble, craziness, and fun. For you, the entrepreneur who's looking to build your business. And your community. Listen every Friday from noon to 1 Eastern on talkradio.nyc. And you can tweet us at 21stCE Radio or Talk Alternative. Hey, all you crazy listeners. Looking to boost your business? Why not advertise on Talking Alternative with very reasonable rates? Interested? Simply email at info at TalkingAlternative.com. Are you into comics, movies, and pop culture at large? What about music and TV? Then you're in for a treat. This is Michael Dolce, your host on TalkingAlternative.com. I've been professionally writing comic books, screenplays, and music articles for almost 15 years. Catch my show, Secrets of the Sire, at its new primetime slot, Wednesdays, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, and get the inside scoop on the pop culture universe you love to talk about. For more info, go to secretsofthesire.com. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network at www.talkingalternative.com. Now, broadcasting 24 hours a day. Talking Alternative. Hi, this is Rob Kay. And I'm Callie Alpert. And we're hosts of The Rob and Callie Show. Are you looking for a show that talks about real stuff like life, love, the pursuit of being yourself? Then you have come to the right place because we cover topics ranging from chivalry to gratitude to your relationship with money and everything in between. So listen to us on The Rob and Callie Show, Tuesdays, 8 to 9 o'clock Eastern Standard Time on talkradio.myc. Are you a conscious co-creator? 
Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.